BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Welcome to Made by Women by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. Hi, I'm Kim Azzarelli, and thanks so much for joining us today. Imagine looking at your phone screen and seeing silverback gorillas, lions, and birds of all species come to life right in front of you. Thanks to Crikey, an augmented reality gaming company, these virtual experiences are now possible. And not only are these games fun, they can literally change the world. Crikey was founded by sisters Janvi and Kedeki Sriram, who shared a passion for the environment and a desire to create a company that would inspire real-world change. And it turns out that their mission isn't just a nice idea. It's a success. Crikey has launched more than 30 AR games and objects, landed a project with Sony Pictures for the film Goosebumps, and even partnered with Ellen DeGeneres on the Ellen Fund, creating a beautiful game called Gorillas, which lets you track and experience gorillas in Rwanda. Today, we'll hear how the sisters created an AR gaming company and how they used some of the most exciting technology around to inspire users to care more about animals and environmental conservation. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome to Made by Women, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So let me begin by asking, what is Crikey, and when did you start the company? So Crikey is a mobile augmented reality gaming app, and we're live on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. And we started the company right after we both uh, graduated from our master's programs. And 
Uh, we were in, working on it for about a year and then launched it on the iOS and Android in the fall of 2018 in a partnership with Sony Pictures for the film Goosebumps. So we did a series of augmented reality games featuring characters from the film. Uh, and that was really our first big uh, step into this world of AR. And it's been a, an extremely fun journey so far uh, working with my sister. And uh, we've built and published several different augmented reality games over the last couple of years. Before we get into the incredible business that you are in and also the in unbelievable games that you've built, I'm going to take you back. So you just mentioned that not only are you business partners, but your sisters. Where did you grow up? So we grew up in the Bay Area, um, near about an hour south of San Francisco, um, and we uh, went to public schools here. We ended up uh, both going to Stanford as undergrads, and we're about three years apart. So I was the uncool senior when she was a freshman, um, and then we kind of went our separate ways for a few years, uh, doing different master's programs and working, uh, and we somehow ended back up at Stanford. Uh, she was doing her PhD, and I was finishing up my MBA, and our graduation years ended up being 2017, the same year. And so we decided as we were talking that year in our in our um, apartments, like, hey, why don't we try doing something together? Uh, this is the best time to do it right after school. Um, let's take this risk now and let's try it together. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, did you always think you would be entrepreneurs or was this something that you kind of grew into? I think we never really planned on doing this exact thing, though we certainly knew that we wanted to work together. While we were both in grad school, we did produce a film together, uh, which was a great experience for us. And very similar to building an app, we had to build a team, figure out the vision for the film, how to get it distributed. And so there were a lot of similar questions uh, with that project. And so I think we realized after that, you know, hey, we really enjoyed this process. It was successful. Uh, could we try this again? And we didn't know what again would mean. Would that mean another film? Would that mean an app like we're doing now? But we always knew we wanted to work together in some way. So when did you actually start and how did you know that you wanted to get into gaming? When we first started the Crikey app, it was actually just augmented reality animals. Uh, we're very interested in conservation and we wanted to give people the opportunity to experience a manta ray or uh, a lion just directly in their living room. And we tried just one single player game it was a very simple game with simple mechanics and it had huge engagement with our users. And we really felt that there was an opportunity to try to blend these two interests of bringing positivity into people's lives and then also engaging people via games. And that kind of led to the two titles we currently have, uh, Wingspan and Gorillas, Which are both amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. So Gorillas uh, is, was made in partnership with the Ellen DeGeneres Wildlife Foundation. Uh, and Ellen and her wife, Portia, started this foundation in Rwanda to protect the mountain gorillas and uh, support research and um, conservation of these amazing animals. And uh, so we reached out to them and asked if there was a way we could work with them on bringing Rwanda to all of Ellen's fans through augmented reality. And so we built this uh, AR gorilla trek experience where her fans can come in and as they walk around their neighborhood, they can unlock different AR gorilla experiences at every street corner in their neighborhood. Uh, so that's one of the games that's in our app today. And the other one is called Wingspan, and it's based off a best-selling board game uh, built by Stonemeyer Games. And in the game, you are an ornithologist or a bird scientist seeking to protect and collect birds in different ecosystems. Um, so very similar to the board game, we have uh, these different bird species, and you can find them as you walk around the map. So very similar to actual birding, um, but we call it digital birding. 
Um, and so that's the game that we've been working on. We just recently published it uh, at the end of last year and have been partnering with the National Audubon Society to promote that game. That's amazing. The fact that you were able to combine your passion for conservation and these concepts with AR is pretty incredible and that you're bringing it to everybody else is such a gift to the world. And I know it can't be easy. So I'm going to take you back a little further into your business. What were the first steps in launching Crikey? Yeah, I think the first step, which I'm sure many folks listening to this are wondering, is why is it called Crikey? Uh, so Kitty and I, when we were having these conversations about starting a business together, we were like, what is the business? What should it be called? And we finally landed on an idea and we were so excited. We decided to start filing our incorporation documents right away. Um, <laughs> but we got stopped at the part where we needed to pick a name. And we happened to be traveling through Australia at the time. And the word crikey is often used there. It's a slang word that's an expression of excitement or awe. And that's really the emotion we want people to feel when they first experience augmented reality and they first experience our app. And so we chose the name crikey at that time. Um, and beyond that, in terms of you know, how did we get started? I think the hardest thing at the beginning was building a team and figuring out who's the first person that we need to hire and what is the role that they need to play and how do you build a team from there? Um, we didn't really have an office in the beginning, much like now we don't have an office anymore, but <laughs> I think those were good learning experiences for us. We were um, about six months from graduating, so we were still in school, balancing school and trying to figure out how to start this business. Um, and so it was a definitely a challenging time to figure out how to pull this together and what to do first. But um, I was very grateful to have my sister as my partner because we were able to very honestly communicate with each other about what role each of us needed to play in, in starting the business as well. And what was the toughest part about starting it? I mean, starting an AR company is not a small thought. What was the hardest part? Was it funding? Was it the talent? I mean, obviously, you guys are both incredibly talented people. So you had a big leg up there. From a funding perspective, we were really fortunate to have a uh, a seed investor who believed in us and who was able to give us enough to get started. So that got sorted out quite quickly. I think the, the bigger challenge at the time when we started was what AR tools were available. And I'll let Kiriki as our chief technology officer dive into this a little bit more. Um, but when we started the company, there was no AR core, there was no AR kit, there wasn't an AR foundation from, from Unity. And so we were really trying to pull together um, resources that she knew about through her PhD program. And I'll let her speak to that. As Jambi mentioned, a lot of those tools that have opened up AR development to so many new people and really democratized it were not available. When we started the company, uh, they were in progress, but hadn't been released yet. And so we had to use a lot of open source libraries to try to figure out how are we actually going to deliver this experience? Is it even going to work on a phone? Uh, and we had a very, very small team at the time. And so that was, I think, on the technology front, one of the bigger challenges. Of course, as soon as these tools did come out, uh, we immediately switched over. You know, we just knew that with a small team, it just made sense to trust and rely on tools made by these uh, large companies with huge teams of developers. And um, that really did help us improve the quality of the experience as well. I think that's such an, a great lesson is, you know, understanding what you can leverage that's out there, especially in technology. It's just so quickly changing. So that's really interesting. Absolutely. And I was going to um, ask Kitty to speak to the other challenge which we faced was moving from theory to practice. And so in her PhD program, a lot of Kitty's research focused on how do immersive experiences impact real world conservation behavior. That was really the foundation of where we started and in, in our theory of why we wanted to start with augmented reality animals um, to bring this research into real life. And I'll let her speak a bit more to what that research was and, and what her early results were and what inspired us to try and do this in augmented reality. 
When I was uh, at Stanford, my PhD research was largely focused on the impact of fully immersive environments, so in virtual reality. And what we found across a wide range of experimentation was that when people have immersive experiences, even sh very short ones, so less than five minutes, uh, they do feel positive impacts from those experiences. They do take positive actions after those experiences, whether that's embodying a piece of coral that gets acidified and then wanting to learn more about ocean conservation uh, to, you know, embodying a cow that's been led to the slaughterhouse and again, maybe considering should I eat less meat after having that experience. And I think for us, we wanted to expose people to these types of ideas and unique nature experiences, but in a more accessible way. I think with virtual reality, there's a high intention involved where people either have to buy a headset or they have to go to a place where there is a headset readily available. And we felt with AR, the, the bar for accessibility was a lot lower for users. So anybody who has a supported smartphone could just download an app and immediately see something in augmented reality. And so that was really the genesis of why we chose mobile AR was that we wanted to give as many people as possible these great nature experiences. And then using some of the theory that I mentioned, we wanted to see, could we actually get people to care more about these conservation issues, whether that's gorillas in Rwanda or bird conservation, uh, simply by having these custom experiences where suddenly you're in Rwanda, you have a baby gorilla with you in your living room. So you kind of started to leverage that other technology. And I know, of course, you're part of the Apple eCamp, which I've been part of as well. Did that give you a sort of a big leg up on what you were doing? You had mentioned ARKit and, and all that. Yes, definitely. The Apple eCamp experience was a, a, an amazing time and really, really helpful for us at the stage we were at. Uh, it was less really about the augmented reality technology and more about design and design thinking and approaching redesigning our app from the perspective of the user. And so those sessions at uh, Apple's eCamp were really helpful for us to rethink um, how does a user approach our app? What is the sentiment that they feel from screen to screen? And how could we redesign our screens in a more user-friendly manner? Um, how do we think about an augmented reality tutorial? And for us, we talk about ground plane detection and vertical plane detection, and those those terms have meaning to us. But for a user that's coming in off the app store, they <laughs> might not know what those are. And so using words like that in a tutorial might not be uh, the best <laughs> path forward. And so it was, it was a great time You need a tutorial for to... your tutorial. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Which we learned at eCamp. Um, and, you know, there's no right answer to uh user design questions, but it was really helpful to talk to some of the designers at Apple and rethink how we wanted to showcase our app within the app. Um, and I don't know, Kitty, if you had other thoughts from eCamp, but to me, that was what really stood out was uh, user-centered design thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Another point related to that was just having a preview mode for our users where they can sort of try before they sign up. And that has been hugely helpful for us. And we spent a good part of eCamp sort of workshopping different designs for what is a good preview mode? How should this flow look like? And it was amazing to have the feedback really in real time from people who work on these issues every day at Apple. It was such a cool and unique experience. And I think also meeting the other uh, woman in our cohort, you know, I think being a female entrepreneur, often it's easy to feel isolated or that there's not a lot of others doing the same stuff as you. but Going to eCamp, we saw there are so many people with incredible business ideas uh, who are really making a difference. And just building those connections was very meaningful for us. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think having these networks of women entrepreneurs and sharing stories, um, it's just so it's so motivating. And also, it's just it's so critical. Um, 
because, you know, obviously everybody faces setbacks in building businesses. And I think learning from each other is really, really important. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are there any moments um, in founding your company or in the past several years as you've been building that really kind of made you sweat? Any tough moments where you thought, wow, this is this is really tough. We might not get through this. Yes, uh, I think the hardest thing is always people and building a, a good team. And I'm sure every entrepreneur has faced this and having a team member that didn't work out um, and knowing that that's not the end of the world. It's OK. Everyone will move forward. Um, but in the moment, sometimes it feels like, can we move forward at all? Uh, and you learn over time that uh, people are different and there's a lot to learn in each experience that you have with folks that you bring onto your team. Um, and I think that's always been a challenge, will continue to be a challenge, is reading people, knowing how to build a team, knowing how to build a team culture. Uh, for us, team culture is really important. We have these core values of kindness, honesty, trust, and respect. And uh, these are things that we bring up in first round interviews with people and hope that uh, not only are we looking for a technical skill set, but also a uh, 
culture and value skill set of, of when people come onto this team, are they going to be a team player? Are they going to work well with others? And um, I think finding good people is always the biggest challenge uh, for any company, large or small. So in those moments, what gives you strength when you face those difficult moments or have you found techniques to help yourself through it? I think having each other really helps us um, get through those moments and get through those tough conversations when we have to have them. Uh, We're also a great sounding board for each other when we are in interviews and uh, considering candidates. We all have biases that we face and sometimes may not realize them in the moment, but having someone as a partner who can honestly point them out uh, helps. And I think that together we're able to find good people and uh, recognize our own biases in the process. Is there any advice that you wish you had before you had gotten started um, that you could share with others? Just remember that it's, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. And there's really no such thing as overnight success. You know, I think oftentimes maybe it can seem like a company launches and then instantly they have incredible success. But I feel behind that there's always years and years of work. And that's, I think, been a good lesson, at least for me, is just knowing that we're in this for the long haul. So we don't expect immediate huge rewards or success. We're kind of building towards them over a sustained period of time. The other piece of advice I'd offer is to not give up. Uh, we've gone into countless meetings where we've made a proposal or pitched uh, an idea or asked for a partnership or a promotion opportunity uh, and been turned down. And if we walked out of those rooms saying, okay, well, no one's going to give us a chance, well, we wouldn't be still here today. I think trying and trying and trying again, someone's going to say yes. And you just have to keep going until you find that person. Also amazing advice. So uh, I want to just get a little bit deeper into your business because it is such a fascinating business and you are on the cusp of so much. Um, so how does it actually work? What is the business model? A great question. Uh, we are a mobile app. And so in-app purchases is a foundation of what we do. Uh, we're currently really focused on just continuing to grow our user base. And we do brand partnerships on occasion uh, for our games or we build a game uh, commissioned by a brand partner. Um, and we are working on figuring out, are there other ad models that we can introduce within the space of augmented reality? And, and you've grown qu- quite a lot. How many employees do you have at this point? We have about 25 team members now, which is incredible um, and very exciting. Wow. Incredible. In an interview, you said that you're a real believer in using gaming for good. Can you explain this idea of gaming for good? I think for us, it's very important that every game title we release, while certainly should be entertaining and fun and, you know, make people want to come back every day, it should also sort of imbue people with positive messages or ideas that they can take back into the world. And uh, we really feel that we've done that with both Wingspan and Gorillas, where when people have these experiences, uh, they're not stressful, they're... uh, They're not necessarily uh, giving people negative thoughts. They're empowering them to see the world around them in a new way. And I think that's really what we mean is that we want our games to leave people feeling good um, when they go back into the world. I love that. And it's so important right now. A lot of companies have had to pivot their business model and operations due to the pandemic. Have you had to pivot a lot in this moment or since you're a technology company, were you pretty agile? Yeah, we did have to make a couple of changes to the app. So we now have uh, a teleport feature where you can go to a location to interact with a bird or a gorilla uh, without even leaving your living room. That's such an incredible innovation in this moment to be able to be experiencing gorillas and birds from your living room. So we've definitely seen an uptick in uh, 
downloads and players coming in and game time, which is really exciting to see. Um, and we've continued to adapt as we've gone and added new features uh, to each game, um, responding to user feedback. People are more vocal about their feedback now. Um, so we've been just taking it all in and trying to stay agile and, and keep moving forward. How do you envision your business moving forward as the world heals from COVID-19? We'll definitely return to uh, using the map more and uh, blending a augmented reality and location-based gaming. Uh, we had a lot of really neat ideas that we wanted to put into play of uh, bringing people together in locations in the outside world, which of course we want to be safe, but uh, I think there's a huge opportunity um, for especially small businesses on a map to partner with uh, apps like this and bring people together in uh, locations around the world. And is there any advice you might have for other entrepreneurs who are facing so much uncertainty in business right now? Is there something you've heard or learned yourselves that you could share with others who who are really struggling with with what to do in these many, many new obstacles that they're facing in this changing time? Definitely balance. Uh, for us, it's, obvious, it's very hard to be working from home and living at home and not knowing where does the work stop and where does it end and uh, making sure that you take the time for self-care and unplug at the end of the day, uh, I think is what has helped us stay sane and uh, be able to keep our uh, foot on the gas and keep moving because it's really easy when you're living at home and, and working at home to just be absorbed in the work all the time. So I definitely would recommend taking time for yourself. So you you are really a story of incredible success. Um, as you said earlier, it's not easy uh, for women entrepreneurs and women in tech in particular can be a very isolating experience. Do you have any advice as we think about where we're headed in the world for young women in gaming or in tech who have a great idea but might be afraid of taking the leap? Yeah, I think it's important to just try with the resources that you have and know that you can always make changes to the product. You know, when we started, the app was so different from what it is today. And, you know, we just sort of went for it. And we knew that what we had was far from perfect, but, you know, it was something, it was a starting point. And having a foundation to sort of continually iterate on does eventually help you like reach that level of success. So that would be my advice is just, you know, start with what you have and then go from there. I think this idea of like not being afraid to fail and, and, and to keep going is, I think you said earlier, also is just so critical. So I guess we're coming to the close of our interview, but I want to thank you so much and, and maybe just ask you one last question. What is making you optimistic in this moment? Yeah, I think there's a lot of new opportunities that have come from the current situation. I think in the context of gaming, thinking about how do games engage people positively? Uh, what, are, what are ways that games can help people during this unusual and challenging time? And maybe beyond, really, uh, you know, seeing gaming as an opportunity for social connection, uh, for sharing positive ideas with others. I think it's, it's given us a lot to think about. Thank you so much for joining us today on Made by Women. And we look forward to everything that Crikey is going to do in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. I want to thank John B. and Ketiki for an inspiring conversation and for everything they're doing to use Crikey and AR gaming for good. A few things really stick out to me from this conversation. First, it's important to think big and not limit your entrepreneurial vision. But when starting a business, it's also crucial to understand what's already out there that you can leverage. In the ever-changing tech world, the sisters quickly learned they could reach a larger audience and successfully deliver a product when they refocused their gaming options for a mobile user. 
Second, seek out opportunities to network and to learn from others as John B. and Ketiki did at Apple's eCamp. Not only did this experience give them insight on app design and AR gaming experience, but they also had the opportunity to network with other women entrepreneurs in tech. Sharing stories, successes, as well as setbacks helps entrepreneurs succeed and build a trusted professional network. Lastly, and my favorite takeaway, there's always an opportunity to make a difference through your work. As Ketiki learned during her PhD research, technology like virtual and augmented reality can inspire change in a user's real life. The Crikey games are giving users the opportunity to experience endangered species and the natural world in a way that inspires empathy and appreciation. The success of John B. and Ketiki's company is just further proof that when you put purpose at the center of your strategy and your business, you can succeed and make a real difference. To learn more about Crikey, go to crikey.com. And you can also find their app in the Apple App Store or in Google Play. See you next week. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.